Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you for spending time with me in this teaching. I believe that the Lord will speak to you, teach you, and reveal the truth that will change your life and prepare you for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the eternal life that you have because you believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray and ask the Lord to really. Reveal the truth to us together, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you are the good Father. You are the good Shepherd, and you want to feed all of us with good spiritual food. We want to grow spiritually. We want to be changed. We would like to become more like Christ Jesus. And Lord, therefore, may your word cleanse us and change us. From glory to glory to glory, Lord, and may Your Holy Spirit speak to us and teach us in this teaching. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I'm teaching the lesson in the series called "The Doctrines of the Last Things" or the Eschatology. In this session, I would like to talk about the judgments. The judgments of God toward people and toward Satan and evil spirit. If you listen to the previous lessons, you learn about resurrection. The resurrection always come before the final judgment, and in order for the final judgment to happen, we will be resurrected. And the sinners will be resurrected as well. After one thousand years of Christ's reign on earth, after He come back the second time, therefore resurrection precedes judgment, and judgment necessitates resurrection. The scriptures mention the fact of temporal judgment upon individuals and nations. The temporal judgment happen in each time of humanity. Temporal judgment happen to us in this century. When we do wrong, God can discipline us and judge us. Or when people sin against Him, the temporal judgment shall happen to them. But at the same time. We realize that the temporal judgment on the planet Earth here is not the final judgment. There is a final judgment of both the righteous or those who really born again, believe in Jesus Christ, repent of their sin, and there is also a final judgment of the wicked, in which their true character. Is made known to the universe, and their final destiny is determined accordingly. The Lord will judge p 
people by looking at their behaviors, their character, their words, their motive. The reason we learn this lesson is that we need to live a life of good character, and we should live a life of obedience to God, so that our final destiny and rewards will be wonderful. There are three aspects of judgment. I would like to talk about these three aspects of judgment first: the judgment that happened in the past, and the judgment. That happened at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the cross, judgment was legally executed upon Satan and his hosts or his servants. And at the cross, the sins of the world were judged by Christ's death. All who believe in Jesus have passed from death to life because Christ was judged for them. Christ was judged for their sins, and the punishment of sin upon mankind was upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. This judgment happened in the past, more than two thousand years ago, at the cross. Let me read scriptures so that we can see what the Bible say about the past judgments. Even though this judgment happened in the past at the cross, but The outcome of this judgment still affects us to this generation and to the generation to come. Colossians chapter two, fourteen to fifteen. Having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and He, mean Jesus, has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed. Principalities and powers, he make a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. This scripture talk about the judgment on the Lord Jesus Christ is the payment for the judgment for mankind. When we commit illegal action, we go to the court, and when the judge make a final judgment, the paper will come out. We sign that we accept this judgment. That paper may say you go to jail for five years. You have to pay the fine to the government for three hundred thousand dollars or whatever the judgment say against us because we commit a crime or illegal action. That paper show what kind of judgment we have to face. For us in the spiritual realm, we have sinned against God, and there is written paper in the spiritual realm. To say that we face judgment because of our sin, and Jesus Christ at the cross, He tore that paper. It is not there anymore. For those who believe in Him and those who accept Him as Lord and Savior, so at the cross, Jesus took the punishment that should be on us on Him, and at the same time at the cross, Jesus. Judge Satan, principalities, which means the fallen angels and powers and evil spirit. He judged them, and he took away their power, and proclaimed that they are defeated. Jesus' death on the cross 
and His resurrection give power to us, so that we can overcome the power of Satan in our life. Let's look at more scripture about the past judgment. John chapter 16 verse 11 of judgment, because the ruler of this world, the ruler of this world is Satan or the devil or Lucifer, is judge. Jesus' death on the cross bring judgment to the ruler of this world, Satan or the devil. He was defeated by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross. So today, as believers, Christ lives in us. We have power over Satan. We can command Satan and evil spirit to live our life or to get out of our way. We have the power because we have Jesus in us and Jesus already destroyed the power of Satan at the cross. John chapter 5 verse 24. Most actually I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. The punishment of sin is death, not just only physical death, but the second death in the eternal lake of fire. Because we receive Jesus into our heart, because we repent of our sin and allow Jesus Christ to become our God and our Savior and also our Lord. The judgment that should be on us, the judgment of death, of being in hell, of facing curses and sickness and bondages have been paid by Jesus Christ. So we have passed from death into life because Jesus took the judgment on himself for us. Is it wonderful to become a Christian? I remember when I was a young boy, I was growing up in Thailand, and my previous religion taught me that when I make something wrong or when I sin against other people, I have to pay for it myself, and I will have reincarnation. I will be reborn again in the next life, and I have to pay the price of my sin. I can get into trouble in the next life. No one paid the price of sin for me. But when I read about Jesus Christ in the Bible and gave my life to him to become his disciple and his follower, I'm so glad to know that Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve on himself. So the past judgment happened to Jesus for you and me. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, For he made him, mean Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin. Or in other words, he took our sin on him for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says clearly that our sin was put on the body of Jesus at the cross. And he offered to us the unreasonable exchange, his righteousness, the righteousness of God. He took the sin and the punishment of sin or the iniquities on his body at the cross. He shed his blood. He suffered the death and the rejection of the heavenly father. And we, by faith, receive his righteousness. Therefore, as believers, we are not sinners anymore. We are the saints of God. We have the righteousness of God in us because Jesus was judged for us. 
at the cross. Galatians chapter three verse thirteen: Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, "Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree." The curse is the bad consequence that come from the sinful action and sinful lifestyle. The blessing is a result of obedience to God, following God, serving the Lord. Every man on this planet Earth is a sinner. I am a sinner. I have done wrong in my life. I have sinned in my life, and the curse of the law is upon me. At the cross, Jesus took the curse that I deserve because I have sinned against God on His body, and He offered to me the blessing of God. So you can see that Jesus Christ at the cross took the punishment of sin on Him. He was judged by taking the curse of mankind on his body. I noticed that I, my wife, my children, and the church members at New Hope International Church have been blessed by God so much. We have been blessed with the good health, with good financial income, good job. We have been blessed to have happy life, to have good children. Actually, we don't deserve all these things. Because we have made mistakes since we were born, but Jesus took the curse from us, and we can have the blessing. The judgment happened at the cross in the past for us to have a new life and a blessed life. First Peter two twenty four talk about another consequences of sin that is sickness and disease. Jesus, who himself bore our sins. In his own body, on the tree, that we, having died to sin, other words, we repent of our sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed, by Jesus' stripes at the whipping post and at the cross, Jesus was judged, and he took the consequence of sin, that is sickness and disease, onto. His body, he was judged on our behalf, so that we can have a blessed life, healthy life, prosperous life. Thank God, Jesus faced the judgment for us in the past. John twelve thirty one. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Jesus talked about the time that he faced judgment. The ruler of the world. Was defeated. That is Satan. So you can see here that the judgment that happened in the past came upon the body of Jesus at the whipping post and at the cross, so that we will not be judged now on earth if we keep living a life of repentance and obedience to God, and we will not be judged to go to the eternal lake of fire after Jesus Christ. Come back. We can go to heaven. We can have eternal life because Jesus was judged on our behalf two thousand plus years ago. All the scriptures that I read talk about the past judgment. Now let's look at another kind of judgment: judgment at the present time, or we call temporal judgment. 
a present judgment is going on in the earth, in every generation of humanity. God Himself steps in and judges the sins of men while they are living on this planet Earth. The believers is to judge Himself or to examine Himself and repent, so that He will not come into judgment while He is living. On this planet Earth, I examine myself every day. If I find out that I have any wrong motive, attitude, or lifestyle, or wrong character, I repent right away because I don't want to face God's judgment while I'm living on this planet Earth. So that is a temporal judgment. God judges people who sin against Him. God. Also disciplines and chastens his children while they are living on this planet Earth before they leave this world to go to heaven. We call God's discipline. Let me read the scripture that talk about the present or temporal judgment. Isaiah twenty six verse nine. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. You mean God? Yes, by my spirit within me. I will seek you early, for when your judgments are in the earth, that is a temporal judgment. The inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. It's true. When I was a young believer, I made so many mistakes concerning my work, my married life, how I spoke, how I handled the situation in my life, and I noticed that God allowed. Negative consequences to happen to me, he judged me because I did not repent, and that kind of judgment or the temporal judgment that happened to me woke me up, and I turned to God and said, "I'm sorry. I will stop doing this thing. I repent of my sin." The Lord wants to show His righteousness to humanity by bringing the judgment. On people who rebel against him, or who live a lifestyle of sin, John chapter three eighteen to nineteen, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict: light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light. Because their deeds were evil. In the world, there are two kinds of people: the people who repent of their sin, put their faith in the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, follow God, repent every day. God said that these people will be blessed, and the judgment that should be on the sinners will not be on them. But another group of people are those who reject Jesus, who continue to live in sin, and do whatever they want according to the work of their flesh. These people will face curses, sickness, poverty, problem, unhappiness, lack of peace, accident, failure, all kinds of things that happen. Because the judgment of God is upon those who reject Jesus Christ, God 
is just and fair. When mankind sin against Him, mankind faced the judgment. John chapter 12 verse 31. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. The Bible talk about temporal judgment on this world. Not after resurrection. Now. Not the past, but now. I've been a Christian for almost 40 years. And I have been a pastor for 38 years. And I have seen all kinds of judgment of God upon people's life. Whether they are believers or non-believers, I saw with my own eyes when people keep sinning against God, some bad thing happened to them. And when they repent, God turned the situation around. This is the reason why we need to really live in the fear of God. We should love Him, obey Him, and we should not play around with sin because we don't want to be judged while we are living in this world right now. The prince of this world, Satan, will be driven out one day because the power of Jesus Christ at the cross already overcame his power. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 31 to 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. For the believers, God disciplined them when they sin against God. God brings some chastening judgment on them. They may face some kind of problem, maybe sickness, maybe accident, maybe losing money or some bad things happen when they sin against God. God judged them so that they can repent, turn around, and eventually they will not fall away from God and be condemned with the people in this world. I thank God for His discipline because His discipline wakes us up from walking in the darkness and going on the wrong direction. Thank God He loves us so much. He disciplines us when we sin against Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this situation, a member at the church in Corinth has sinned against his own family and sinned against God. And Paul wrote this letter to the leader in the church at Corinth that this man needs to be disciplined. He must leave the church and out of the church, out of God's feather or his wings or his protection, Satan will attack his flesh and he can repent and learn that it's not good to sin. So he can turn around and come back to God and he will not be in hell. He will be saved on the day of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why the church needs to discipline some members who are 
stubborn, rebellious, and sin against God that caused damage to the community. When these believers are told to leave the church, he or she is out of God's protection, and Satan can attack that person easily. First Timothy chapter one verse twenty, of whom are Hymenius and Alexander, whom I deliver to Satan. These two person were disciplined out of the church. They went out, and Satan attacked them, that they may learn not to blaspheme. God allowed the judgment to come. And the judgment can come directly from God, or the judgment comes because the protection of God is lifted, and Satan attacked that person. Hebrews chapter twelve verses one to ten talk about God's discipline. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. The Bible encourages us to stop sinning. To repent of our sin, don't carry the weight of sin, because it's not good for us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So while we are walking on earth here, we keep our eyes on Jesus. We know that Jesus was persecuted; he was whipped; he was facing suffering for all of us, and he offered us the eternal life, a victorious life. When we keep our eyes on Him, we will not be easily discouraged when we face trials and hardships, because He set a good example to us, and we know that our future will be wonderful because Jesus paid the price for us. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to my Son. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges just every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate; you are not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed, for a few days, chasten us as seemed best to them. But He. In God, for our profit, that we may be partakers of His holiness. God disciplines or judges while we are living in this natural, physical body when we sin against Him. 
so that we can repent, turn around, obey Him, so that we can stop being rebellious and stubborn, and eventually we can partake the holiness into our life, and we can stop sinning. There must be a daily judgment in the life of a child of God, so that the child of God will grow up spiritually. This is why don't be discouraged when you face the temporal judgment while you're living on earth here. God loves you so much. That's why He disciplines you or judges you while you are in this body, so that you can grow more and become more like Jesus Christ. I told you already, I faced God's discipline many times in my life. Pastor Da, my wife, also has faced God's discipline. And we repented, and we changed our way of life, and we grow more. I believe that every child of God who faced divine discipline or judgment. The third kind of judgment, the first one is judgment in the past, or the judgment on the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross. Number two, judgment at the present time, or temporal judgment. Number three, judgment in the future, or final judgment. At the throne of God, every human being will be judged in absolute justice. Our heavenly Father and the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit is the God of justice. Psalm nine seven to eight. The Lord reigns forever. He has established His throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. And he will govern the peoples with justice. So don't have to worry. The Lord will not touch anybody with some kind of trick, some kind of wrong idea. He will not play favorites. He will not give you favoritism and then judge other people in a wrong way. He is completely just in his judgment. Psalm ninety-six, verse thirteen: For he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness, and the peoples with his truth. It's wonderful. Jesus is coming back to judge God's people and also eventually those who reject him. That is a final judgment. First Corinthians chapter three. Verses eight to sixteen. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So when you do good, you sow the seed of the word, you help people to come to know Christ, you take them out for dinner, show love to them, you spend your time, your energy, your money to build the local church, to do the great commission, you. Lose sleep in order to build the kingdom of God, or you help people to grow spiritually. Whatever you do for the Lord, the Lord will reward you according to your own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building, according to the grace. Of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, 
I have laid foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. The Apostle Paul laid down foundation for the early church, and the believers in that generation built the kingdom on that foundation. And the Apostle Paul say, it's important to really. Examine yourself and see how you build your Christian life and build the kingdom of God on the foundation. How? Because somebody may serve God with a wrong motive of wanting to have more money, or reputation, or fame, or want to get more power to do something. The motives are wrong. So you have to examine your heart every day, how you build your life on the foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ, and how do you serve God? What kind of attitude and motive you have? Verse eleven: For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our foundation. We build everything for His name's sake. For His will, for His purpose. Yesterday, I talked to a brother in another city in America, and I told him that he needs to really focus on the plan and the purpose of Jesus Christ. You are not building your own kingdom. You are not trying to do things of your own agenda. Let's. Keep our eyes on Jesus, and see what Jesus say. Jesus say, "I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it." Therefore, let us focus on Jesus and build His church, not your own ministry, not your own reputation, not what you like, not what you gain. I have to keep my attitude this way all the time. I'm serving Jesus. I want to build His church. It's not about me, Doctor Lau. It's not about my family or my bank account. It's about Jesus. I want to keep my motive right all the days of my life. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will become clear for the day, the day of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, or the day of judgment. We'll declare it. God going to declare what kind of motive and attitude and action you have while you are living on this earth. He will show everything to you. He knows everything. On the day of the judgment. Our motive, our attitude, and our character will be declared or revealed, because it will be revealed by fire, by the fire of God, and the fire will test each one's work. Of what sort it is, if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet, so as through fire. So, if you serve God with the right motive, 
you shall be rewarded on the day of the final judgment. You're gonna have the crowd of glory. You're gonna have a lot of rewards and nice mansion in heaven. But if you live your life for yourself selfishly, you don't care much about God. You have wrong motive. You serve God in the church for money or for fame and reputation, for any personal gain. You build your life with hay, with wood and straw. Your motive will be revealed, and you're gonna get to heaven without rewards. You will not go to hell because you were born again, but you will miss the rewards in heaven. Verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So the Bible reminds us that everything you do, God sees it because the Spirit of God dwells in you. You can lie to your pastor. You can hide behind the curtain to do some bad things. You can have bad motive and no one can see. But the Spirit of God who lives in you, He knows everything about you. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time. God said, don't judge anybody. It's not our job to judge anybody. We are not the judge. Who is the judge? The Bible says, until the Lord, mean the Lord Jesus Christ, comes who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Wow, I love this. This is why I don't want to walk in darkness. I don't want to have any wrong motive or hidden agenda in my life as a doctor, as a husband, as a daddy, or as a pastor of the church. I want to have clean hands and pure heart open my life that God can see me everything. I don't want to hide anything, any wrong motive, any hidden evil plan in my heart. I want to live in the light because one day Jesus is going to come back and he's going to bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. If you do the right thing, you have the right heart, right motive, you have good character, God is going to praise you on the day of the final judgment. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. I tell you the truth. The biggest motive in my heart in living a righteous life, serving the Lord, studying the Bible, serving the church, taking care of God's people, being a good husband, being faithful to my wife, being faithful to my children, and being honest and become a man of integrity toward my co-workers and my patients, is that I want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And he say, good and faithful servant, this is your reward. I want to show to God that I am the real child of God. And I don't want to do anything bad that caused him 
to be grieved because of me. I want to really please Him. I know one day I can stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Lover, my Shepherd, my Savior, and my Healer. I can stand before Him. I know one day standing before Jesus Christ shall happen for sure. Romans chapter two verse sixteen. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, again Jesus Christ will come back the second time and He will judge men and women, and all the secret of their life will be revealed. God knows everything about you. Acts seventeen thirty one, because He has appointed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness. By the man, capital M, man means Jesus Christ, whom He has ordained. He has given assurance of this to be all by raising Him from the dead. Why we are so sure that Jesus is coming back the second time? He will come back as the judge next time. Last time He came as a savior. Next time He will come as a judge. Why we are so sure? We have assurance because he was raised from the dead. He is not a dead God; he is a living God. He is at the right hand of the Father right now. He will come back, and you will see him face to face. Acts twenty four twenty five. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self control, and the judgment to come, the final judgment. Felix was afraid and answered. Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. The apostle talked about the final judgment, and the governor named Felix did not want to hear. Okay, don't talk about this right now. Move on. Do you know that a lot of people in the world don't want to talk about God, don't want to talk about their next life, about their final destiny? And the final judgment of God toward them, people try to avoid this subject. They just want to live day by day, enjoy their life day by day, making money, relaxing, having a good time. They don't want to think about eternity, about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a human nature. But in this teaching, I would like to remind you that one day, you and I will stand before. The Lord Jesus Christ. Let us live our life that is worthy of the gospel. Let us live in the fear of God, love God, serve Him faithfully, live a life of integrity and faithfulness. Serve Him. Use our gift and talent and time and our resources to really build the kingdom of God. Be a good husband. Be a godly wife. Be a godly parent. And minister of the gospel, and one day when you stand before Jesus Christ, you shall be rewarded. Amen. Hebrews chapter nine verse twenty-seven. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. After we die, we will be resurrected at the day of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about. Christians, born again 
Christians, and we're gonna rule this world with him for 1,000 years, and we will be judged at that time. For the unbelievers, they will be judged and resurrected after Jesus Christ ruled this world for 1,000 years. So we learn in this lesson three kinds of judgments. Number one, judgment in the past or at the cross. Jesus took the judgment upon his body and he judged Satan and the principalities and powers. Two, judgment in the present time, temporal judgment. When we sin against God and we don't want to repent, God is going to discipline us or God is going to take off his protection and Satan can attack us. Three, the final judgment in the end time. God is just and he is the judge. Let us live in the fear of God. Let us really please him and make him smile all the days of our life. I would like to encourage you to pray with me to make a commitment to the Lord how we're going to live on this earth and pray to thank him for the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross. Why don't you follow my prayer? Pray with me, one sentence at a time. Father in heaven, I promise you, Lord, that in this body that I live in, I will serve you with clean hands and a pure heart. I will live my life to honor you, to build your kingdom, to be a good child of yours. O oh Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, help me to have a pure motive, a clean heart, and build your kingdom, and build my life, and run the race to the finished line on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I promise you, Lord, that I will live my life for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not have any wrong motive or any hidden agenda. Lord, when we sin against you, please correct us as soon as possible so that we can repent and we will not have to face your discipline. We want to please you, obey you all the days of our life, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, my judge and my God, my Savior, thank you for sending Jesus Christ into the world 2,000 years ago to receive the punishment of sin on his body for my sake. Thank you, Jesus. You are my Lord, my Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life and I repent of my sin. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.
I believe that all these scriptures that we read together really revealed the plan and the purpose of God in your life, and you make a decision to live a life of godly character, and your final destiny and the final reward shall be great. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. I would like to invite you to come back to listen to the next teaching and other teachings. The Lord really asked me to produce to feed His flock. Thank you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.